welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow Ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are with us in season two, we are glad you're back. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of Juicy Bits. This is Jen Gorecki. And I'm Jillian Raymond. And we are so happy that you're here with us again. Jillian, it's year three. Can you believe that we've been doing this for two years and and people actually want to keep listening to us? I was just thinking the very same thing when you're like, thank you for being with us. I'm like, I hope they're all with us. I hope that they're all with us, have stayed with us. And I hope that more are joining us every moment because we kind of need the critical mass in on this conversation with us, Jen. We can't, we're not doing it alone. We're never alone, but we're doing it for the bigger picture. It's true. It's true. I, I do sometimes wonder though, like how many people are really with us? Because you know, we say some shit that sometimes people don't like. Well, I think we could maybe use my lack of, it's not Venmo. What is the thing that people are going to pay into to get me my bullet? No, I don't want the bullet. I want. It is Venmo and it's, and it's, yeah, you're going to, that's an episode that we're going to have this season is the first time Jillian actually (laughs) uses a vibrator. This is really going to help me go after the superintendent position that I want. It's going to be really, really a powerful moment for me and my career ambitions. So I will have to make sure that I make it a good one. Well, because (laughs) sex positivity is a thing, man. Like this, I've actually been thinking about you all summer long because my vibrator goes with me everywhere that I go. Um, I got like, even if I just go for like an overnight, I can't leave home without it. And so you're going to have your very own. The good, okay, thank you. Just in case anybody was wondering. But I've been thinking about you all summer and I was like, damn, I can't wait to get Jillian this vibrator. And then I just haven't done it because I'm losing my mind about all the things that I'm doing. But I have not forgotten. And I was actually just thinking about this because some of our incredible listeners did give to Venmo and we have this like small little chunk of change and I'm getting you my favorite vibrator from Unbound and then you're going to use it and then you're going to talk about it. And, I'm, and then that's, I mean, that's just one of the things we're going to talk about in season three. I know. And it's the list is going to, it's going to be great. And what I love about that is the, um, the listeners who are like, what, what? Yeah. Go back to season two and make sure you, um, check out our episode on vibrate. Did we call it to vibrate or not vibrate? I think we we called it it good good vibrations. vibrations. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you who are new to juicy bits, you should know that 
we absolutely go there. Like we are 100% those bitches. We go there, but we also discuss a lot of, I mean, that, that is a very important conversation, but we talk about so many things from business to the environment to, um, equity and equal rights. And we are really excited for this upcoming season, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But before we get there, Jillian, what'd you do all summer? Because I feel like I barely, I mean, you and I did not see each other all summer because I was not on the continent and you were camping in your sprinter. So we didn't really get a chance to hang out. So can you, can you please give us a catch up on like, what have you been doing since the last time everybody heard from you? Man, and fuck, talking about going there, it's like the throngs and the throes of all the thickness I'm in right now. All I want to do is talk about fucking systemic change. But I'll give it to you, Jen, because I think our listeners want to know. And I think they also want to know, because talk about the things we talk about. One of them for me is new motherhood. And this was kind of my first summer. So my daughter turned a year in April. And so I'm definitely still like a new mom. I new-ish to the to the motherhood. And um I feel like that changed our summer, but in a way that I want to share with every like family, how powerful it is to travel with your kid and just like be in the moment. So baby turned one. And right around the time of that, I finished my um, doctorate degree, which was huge. I was like, if Micah, who's my daughter is going to be moving faster and climbing and talking and doing all these great things that she's doing now, like I cannot be in front of a computer. Like even right now I'm sitting in the sprinter in the driveway um, so I can record and and be engaged with you and let her kind of like sleep and do her thing with her dad if she wakes up. So our traveling in the Sprinter was a huge part of our vibe as a family and like what you do with all the things that you need as a family. So we kicked it off down in Santa Cruz. We love being at the coast. Um, we had a blast in that zone. Literally, sometimes Micah wakes up now in the van and she's like, swings, swings. So we stay at a friend's place. It's right near a playground. We're right in Pleasure Point and we go down and we swap off and surf. And I love small waves. I love surfing small waves. So a lot of people in Santa Cruz do not. They look for like big swell, right? So you want the swell to um, a south swell to come in. And we actually hit one of those. And I didn't do any surfing on those days. I did a lot of paddling away from waves that were so enormous. I was, I don't know. And I'm talking like, I don't, you know, I don't know any of these 38th and picture, you know, this beautiful, like a picture, you know, you're in East Cliff drive, you're along the Pacific. There's these great point breaks. And then there's like kind of this more beginner break. It's like where the surf schools would go. And it's known as 38th. Some people call it Jack's that where Jack O'Neill's house is. And, uh, just epic surf. It's world-class surf. And then you can get out of the ocean, walk up to like great coffee shops, great food. Now that I have a daughter, I'm like, it's a great playground. Like I never thought I'd give a fuck, but I'm like, if I knew how to make an app, I'd want an app that shows where all the playgrounds are. Uh, don't give away the idea. No, I want someone to make it because I want to use it. I don't have time oh. to make a fucking app. I'm so busy. And maybe they could just give me some credit they or won't. they can help pay for Micah's college they fund. They won't. No? Fuck. All right. So we should stop. No, well, I'll keep talking about it because I'm happy to share ideas. I'm happy to share ideas. I won't share everything about my inspiration in Santa Cruz. There's one I won't reveal that's in the works that I can't wait to share yeah. when it's fully and fully happening. Right after school, we went up to Alaska. Brennan, my partner, does advocacy work with the Gwich'in tribe. And he, through a foundation, was doing a project and bringing students and bringing people up to listen to the elders of the Gwich'in to help 
in the Gwich and Steering Committee's efforts to protect the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and to thwart any efforts towards drilling. And so we kind of went right out of school into kind of like a project trip. And I was a little nervous. I didn't bring Micah last year because it's kind of remote. And this year, you know, right off the, so you take a bush flight in from Fairbanks and right off the plane, the elders are like, ooh, mosquito food. And there was one point where I couldn't tell if Brennan and I were, you know, parents of the year or just like full on the glag. I mean, Micah was filthy, covered in mosquito bites, but I just thought this is like the kind of life I want my daughter to have. And she was just engaging with so many different humans and she was picking blueberries and like, you know, walking through gorgeous tundra and listening to stories and drumming um, on drums made by Gwich'in elders from the caribou that they, you know, they sustain their life on. So there was that aspect actually of our summer and that was plane travel, obviously. And then we did some family stuff too, but the sprinter part was kind of what thrust us back into California and probably two of my big loves of being on the coast. And then Mammoth. Oh yeah. We we went to Mammoth together, everybody. We, Jillian and I did our epic overnight. Well, that was in the spring. Oh, no. I'm saying we, me, Micah, and Bren closed out the ski season in Mammoth. We did have a good time down there, which was really nice. So two great things. The camping, we actually were just down there. We stayed above Mobile Mart where you and I did. And it was like a nice little... So you know what they've done, Jen, is they've put rock walls I don't know who's doing it down there, but they've put kind of these rock walls to block off some of that epic camping off of Utility Road and the access to Tioga. So okay, let's let's we're getting way off topic. We're we also need to our listeners need to know what it is we're talking about. So just so you all know, we're talking <laughs> about Jillian's really excited. We're talking about the drive down to Mammoth Mountain along Highway three ninety five. And that's the route that you take from Reno or from Tahoe, which is where Jillian and I hail from. And we camp, like we have camped together, but people camp a lot at the Mobile Mart, which is in Levining. And you might be saying to yourself, why do you camp at a gas station? And it's because it is a gas station like you've never imagined in your entire life that has a huge lawn and they have concerts and incredible food. And it's just actually a really special place. So you can camp there, but it sounds like what Jillian is saying is that they are creating walls. And yes, you are getting off topic. And I'm going to bring you back to general summer discussion. Well, one of the things I want to bring it back to you, actually, because on this travel, so we went from Alaska, and then we went to the East Coast to see family, you know, we're both from back east and some of the people back East, you know, the sun rises and sets in New York and Boston and Vermont. So they don't leave. So we go back to bring the baby and visit. But one of the nights I was thinking about you, so I was at Fenway, Fenway Park in Boston to see fish, which I love. And I've seen hundreds of times and I hope to see hundreds more. And I was having this thought of like, wow, I haven't talked to Jen in a while. And you get these great streams of consciousness when you're like inspired by music and you're just like in this great space. And I was like, I wonder what she's doing. I'm like, whatever she's doing is probably so far removed from what I'm doing right now. And it was kind of one of those pieces of like our lives intertwined through travel and that what travel brings what day for was us. This? What and day, so what that was, I'm just going to set, it was July. Okay, and it was go. right after this like fake holiday that we celebrate in this country. I think people call it like Independence oh, Day, but it's like, fourth, it's right. yeah, it's like, bullshit. Um, but we, yeah, so I think it was July 5th and I was thinking, where is she? She's, she's not in Fenway. She's not seeing fish. She's not here in Boston on the East coast with me with all these like fish fans. 
I can tell you where I was. Where so, is she? Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> so no, you would never catch me at a fish show. Anybody who knows me knows this. Um, so funny enough, on the 5th, I was actually um, in Reno, which is like the most boring thing I could say. So I had, but here's what I... Wait, oh my I know this is awful. You're like, oh, that's like the most boring story. Here's the thing. I had spent a month in Nepal. So I spent a month in Nepal. Um, I cycled from Kathmandu to Pokhara. It was the most epic suffer fest that I did not plan for it to be an epic suffer fest. I, I, wasn't totally clear on what I was getting myself into. And then I was in it and then we were doing it, but it ended up being, it was like perfect type two fun where in the moment it was so challenging. We were climbing like 8,000 feet a day and it was so humid and so hot. Um, but seeing cycling through villages and meeting incredible people and Roz and I had an incredible time and Roz, um, Roz grown with the former, Olympic skier from Canada who we worked with at Coalition Snow. She and I were cycling together. And so I was in Nepal and then I came back and I immediately went to Outdoor Retailer, which a lot of you know from um, my work at Coalition Snow that we're always at Outdoor Retailer, which is the largest trade show for the outdoor industry. So I was doing that and like hustling the shit out of OR and we had a release party for Sisu and we were doing tons of things. And then I was mountain biking in Breckenridge in the snow. And then, and then I had my parents' 50th wedding anniversary in Minnesota. It took me like three fucking days to get to where they wanted to celebrate, which is like longer than it takes me to get to Africa. And I told them as much of like, we could have like, I'm in, it took, like, I'm not even kidding you. Okay. I exaggerate when I say three. No, I don't exaggerate. It took me three days to get there. It was insane. Um, but Sorry, my parents, Minnesota. We're not doing I mean, justice right now. So I really like Minnesota and Minneapolis is one of the most unspoken, underrated cities in the States. It's an incredible place, but it took me a long time to get to my parents' house. And it was their 50th wedding anniversary, which blows my mind that they've been married 50 years. But so I, I did that. Um, and I brought no, I'm not actually, I'm not, I'm not a good doc. I'm not, but, um, thank you. And I brought a man friend with me on this trip, which was kind of crazy as well to, uh, introduce my parents to somebody. It was one of the first of many, like I'm adulting a little bit more these days. I'm, I'm much more mature than I was six months ago. I'm actually not. I'm just. <laughs> that is um, fucking bullshit. As you're like, yeah, all these like, you know, the, my vote being vocal on Instagram, making all these new friends slash enemies all the time. You're so mature. I'm maybe you're mature. just like, yeah, just really, maybe no, you're comfortable in your immature maturity. I'm in Minnesota and then I come back and the day that I come back, Lauren Bello Okerman, who's the creative director for Coalition Snow and for Sisu Magazine, she meets me in Reno. We drive down to Mammoth. We camp, this just the two of us, and have the best time. And um, then we skied Mammoth on July 4th. And that's what we did. And then that day we had to come back because she also has a daughter and Poppy needed to be picked up from grandma's. And so I was in Reno on the 5th 
which that was part of my two week break before I got on an airplane to go to Nairobi and I spent six weeks in Africa. So I am sorry that on the day that you were jamming fish, I was doing nothing in Reno, but it's because I was taking a two week breather between Nepal and Colorado and Minnesota and Mammoth and Kenya and South Africa. So I did a couple things this summer. It's pretty rad. No, I think it's probably why I was like thinking about you because maybe you had like an actual moment to like sit and not be, you know, doing all the things it takes. Because here's the thing, travel is phenomenal. And I even love that like Lauren came up with the vibe with Poppy. It's like you still, the effort that you have to put in to do stuff just as an individual is, I think is, it it takes effort. Like it's really easy as we get older to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to pass on it. As opposed to like, packing up the van or packing up the bags or buying the flight. And then you throw on it like a man friend, or you throw on it a family and it just, it makes it that much harder. And there are definitely times where I'm like, it would have been easier to sit and not do that. But the memories and the connections and just like the energy you get from doing that to me, especially living in Tahoe, which is my chosen home. I feel like leaving it to me is so important because I get I get a little disheartened sometimes by the bubble and like the privileged bubble that can kind of exist here. And so I like landing in airports where there's different languages being spoken and people look very different than me and their concerns and their lived experiences are very different than me. It's a little bit of why a pursuit in academia was so important or the vibe of traveling to me matters, not just for ski and for surf. And granted, that's very like self-serving, but the self-serving and that gives me the energy to do the other work. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate making it accessible and something that other people can get inspired by. Yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I, I'm at this point now where I have to spend all winter, um, in the United States, which is, uh, that that's new for me. So for those of you who don't know, I've started a business in Kenya many, many years ago, and Kenya is a second home to me. And I have best friends and family and colleagues and this entire life in Kenya. And I've sort of expanded that into also South Africa, where I feel very comfortable and at home. And now with Coalition Snow and with Sisu Magazine, there's just so much more that needs to be done that I I can't leave. I, I don't, I don't get any, you know, there's, there's no, no days off, no break pretty much you know, September through April. And so I use my summer to get out of the United States because I, quite frankly, I'm fucking done with this place right now. And, um, I mean, I've always had this wanderlust if I, where I can't sit still and I need to be traveling. And, and I, I think it is because I have this whole other life in Africa and it's completely different than it is here. And, Oftentimes I would find myself coming back from Kenya and being so depressed, being even coming back to Tahoe because I lived in Tahoe for 15 years, coming back to Tahoe and just feeling so depressed to be back. And I'm getting better at that because I know that I'm back for a reason and I need to be here. But um, yeah, it was good. This, this summer going to Kenya was actually the one year anniversary for me. I had, I took a year break from Africa and, and I did that partly because the year before I'd spent five months there, um, straight. I cycled from Nairobi to Cape town and then spent some time in Cape town to kind of decompress from that. And I was gone for a really long time and I needed to be here 
and then I also, there's <clears throat> just a lot of things happened on that trip that made it like, it was kind of difficult to think about going back, but, um, it was a one year anniversary and I went back to Kenya and it was incredible to see my friends. Zawadisha is doing so well. And I spent tons of time in the field with the team and that felt good. And then I went back to Cape town for a bit, which was where we ended our cycling trip and really felt like I had some closure. So it was a, it was a pretty big, I mean, that trip to Africa for me was uh, a lot of work and also a lot of sort of like closure or just remembering why I wanted to be there and, you know, just sort of grounding myself in that place again. So it was a pretty incredible trip. I definitely, I have to say, cause I, I feel like one thing I always worry about is, you know, we can talk about all these amazing trips that we take and people can be like, Oh, you know, life's so great for them. And, but there's always like the reality of life. Like this summer was really hard in the sense that it's so stressful with coalition and with money, you know, like running a business is so hard, but then it's a seasonal business. And so we don't really have any revenue during the summer and we've been working on really leveling up the company and we're opening a retail store in Truckee in November and there's all these things going on. And I just couldn't take my eyes off our financial projections and I couldn't sleep. And that was a really, um, I mean, I oftentimes can't sleep and I'm pouring over our fi- financials, but to do that all summer and to feel like, oh my God, I hope the fucking money comes in and I hope that we can make it happen was a new, sort of like a new pressure this summer. That was really hard. And I finally feel like now that we're in it and we're getting ready for winter and we're doing all this work, like I feel a lot better, but uh, definitely I, I felt a lot of stress about, can we pull off what we want to pull off this winter? That was a big part of my summer. Yeah. And that's true risk of the entrepreneur and the business and the putting at like a hundred percent into it. And I think what I've learned from you, especially, you know, I think of the recent event at women as change makers is the risk that goes involved in that and putting yourself out there. It's like very, how would I say, like as an observer, because I have a really conventional position, right? You know, I, I'm a high school teacher. I work in that industry. I get paid over the summer. You know, I, I, sp- I space out my paycheck. So my total opposite experience, but at the same time, like looking to women and mentors in my life and people that do that, I feel like it embodies the importance of risk and like safe risk and healthy risk. And then what does it mean to um, ever take those things for granted that you do have that level of security or you just like assume that things would come in or the perfect example would be like people hitting you up for like stuff for free or like what you're doing now. And it's like, or isn't that so glamorous or, oh, you work in the industry or, oh, you're doing this great piece. And it's like, yeah, the work is constant. It's nonstop. I think of people who've come in and out of coalition that sort of maybe were initially attracted to the mission of the company, the work, but then seeing behind what goes into it how much it really um, I think that's a, takes. Yeah, it's yeah. like a totally different story. And I think that's an important story to tell. You know, I was uh, recently hiking and had a great conversation. This is probably going to come up for us in season three. It's like the classic story of like what you start on the trail and you don't finish, but something that's sometimes absent in the conversations in the industry among skiers and riders. And in this case, it was more related to like mountain biking and summer travel was like the injury and the disease. And like when people kind of fall off the radar for those things and then like where they're support network 
um, sometimes falls off too and how we kind of need to be there for each other in all of those times and how that story is not often talked about. And I think what you're speaking to is like kind of the grit and the, and the almost like the rough stuff and the really real stuff that's behind all the beautiful skis and the great jackets and the glamour and more of the, the real real part and the whole picture, I guess. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, like you go to Instagram, if, if you go to my Instagram, you just see, you know, all these photos of me in Kenya and me in Cape Town and, and, you know, Nepal and, and, um, like I purposefully post things so people don't know where in the world I am because I honestly, like I need that space away so that I can really focus on what needs to get done. You know, when I was in Cape Town, I was working like 12 hour days. I just chose to do that from Cape Town because I just, you know, and same thing in, in Kenya, I was working even longer because I was splitting my time between Zawadisha and Coalition. Like I had a really good summer. I've, it's funny. I just finished up doing this Instagram takeover for Live Cycling and Live is one of the brands that supported our trip in Nepal and they supported issue four of Sisu magazine. So I got to take, I got to take over their Instagram the last couple of days and talk all about our trip in Nepal. And it was so special to even just have those 30 minutes every day this week to sit down and look at, look through all the photos and the video and remember, you know, what we did because life just moves so quickly these days. And I know for me, I'm just going a mile a minute. And I sometimes I don't take the time to think about what it was that I got to do. And so it was just really cool to have the, that time to look through the photos and say like, yeah, I've, I rode my bike through fucking Nepal. <laughs> Nepal, <laughs> Nepali flat, right? Nepali flat. Yeah, it was really good. So, but I, I have to say it definitely like it feels really good to be back. I'm really excited about this winter. I'm excited to be recording with you again. And, you know, just so that our listeners know, Jillian and I have this Google Doc and we have all these different episodes lined up and things that we want to talk about. And we want to look at everything from uh, equal pay for women in sports to conducting interviews with other people. So you may not hear Jillian and myself all the time, but we're going to be interviewing women in business and people who are connected to the podcast. We want to talk about social experiments, like that time that Jillian had toilet paper on the back of her shoe through the trade show. And then on also, purpose. On purpose. And I don't know that we're going to talk about this, but just speaking about your kind of closure on your summer and your Instagram, I have to tell you, I was really, I always love your posts. And I think you went, you went there a couple of times this summer with stuff really honest and like being vulnerable, which I think is important. And then you got to love your travel photo of getting a little exercise in. And I just don't think that you sometimes give a fuck. And it's awesome. Sorry, I'm I'm referring to your swim cap. Like you just <laughs> so if you don't follow Yogareki, which I'm sure you do, and I think many of us love her post for a lot of different reasons because there's always generally like a little bit of humor. They're always smart. Sometimes they make you think, and sometimes I'm like, why did she do that? And I always love them. And I think for us, I actually want, I hope this uh, season, we're going to kind of go there a little bit with even just social media. I was talking to a great writer last night and some of the roles with like how we've lost some substance and how we kind of maybe need to, you know, just shed down the seriousness sometimes, but then also how sometimes, um, 
Instagram messages and posts that we follow and handles that we follow actually have a way to just have like great impact and great change. Going back to like my, my focus right now is really not just on the individual, but bigger systems change. And there's a few handles that I can't wait to sort of look at our collections of them and, yeah. and so we uh, have, go there with, with listeners. So yeah, we, we obviously have a, a ton of great stuff coming up and we definitely want to hear from all of you, our listeners on what it is that you'd like to hear from Juicy Bits because we have plenty of time to add in other episodes and record. So feel free to hit us up. You can reach out to us at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com and you can also reach out to us like at any one of our handles um, for Coalition. So before we sort of close this out though, we need to take a moment to talk about Patreon. So this podcast is supported by our Patreon supporters and Patreon is a platform for creators and it allows us to be able to produce this podcast. So Jillian, can you just take a minute to thank all of the people who are supporting Juicy Bits right now? I would love to. And I think it might take more than a minute, which is good news because it's we have that many supporters, but we have room and I have for to thank many, many more. So big, you know, what it wouldn't be an e-hug, it'd be an air hug, a podcast hug, and a high five and a thank you to these fabulous supporters. We'll begin with Amanda Weibolt, Andy Meislin, Angela Farelli. Charlotte Scott, Daphne Johnson, Nikki from Drawn to High Places, Aaron Job, Great Aunt Gina, Jacqueline Smale, Jessica Lissagor, Julie Roth, Carly Brandt, Katie Fetch, Courtney Strong, Kristen Terry, Lara Gnu, Lorette Balin, Megan Elizabeth Oach, Steph Niemeyer, Tara Romes, and Tiffany Love Chesham. We appreciate you and thank you for your support. And if you are interested in learning about how you can support Juicy Bits, you can head on over to Patreon and do a little search for Juicy Bits, and you can find out about all the perks and different things that you get for being a part of this community. And as I said, we want to hear from you. So if you have ideas on how we can make our Patreon better or things that you'd like to hear on Juicy Bits, reach out to us. You know how to find us. And we can't wait to share the season with you. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about.